is and, and was and is coming, the Almighty. This morning's gospel lesson is from the Gospel of John, chapter 18, verses 33 through 37. Would you please rise for the reading of the gospel? Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. As we come to our time of children's message, we give thanks to God for many things as we come to this Thanksgiving time. And I wanted to share a book saying thank you to God. Thank you, God, for shining on our earth to wake up the day, for the light opening my eyes to see all you have made. Thank you, God, for families and friends who hold and hug and care and kiss, who smile and laugh and play and love, who make my heart dance. Thank you, God, for home, floor under my feet and ceiling over my head, with walls and windows around, for keeping us close. Thank you, God, for meals together, with good foods to smell, to taste, and to fill my belly. Thank you, God, for the new words I learned today, for stories shared and songs sung, for love whispered. Thank you, God, for everything outside, trees and leaves, sky and dirt, flowers and fields, lakes and rivers and seas, for making this world big and beautiful. Thank you, God, for the rain, Drips and plops and drops, splashing the ground and pooling in puddles, watering the land and turning dirt into gardens. Thank you, God, for all that breathes. Bees and beetles and beluga whales, birds and baboons and bats in the breeze. Thank you, God, for the night, for stars and moons and planets far away for calm, quiet, and restful sleep with dreams of a new day. Bless you, God, for this day, for life, for your love.
holding us together. Amen. I imagine there are many things for which we can give God thanks. Just a few that were listed here. Would you pray with me as we give God thanks? Dear God, we thank you for all that you have made. Receive our praise and our thanksgiving. Amen. Today is the last Sunday of the liturgical year, reign of Christ, sometimes called Christ the King or Kingdom of God. On this liturgical New Year's Eve, we remember that Christ is Lord and reigns over all. We remember God who inaugurated a kingdom in which we are all kin and relation and family. And soon we will turn to Advent, watching and waiting for where Christ breaks into our world. This Sunday was instituted in 1925 by Pope Pius VI in a response to observing that people were more likely to live in the kingdoms of the world than in the reign of God. The gospel today reminds us that Jesus is not exactly how we imagined rulers to be, speaking to the lowly, lifting up the dejected, and serving other people. He rides a donkey rather than a white stallion. He would be in a broke-down junker rather than chauffeured in the latest thing coming off the lot. When we trust in the rulers of the world, you and I know there are times that we are disappointed. To say that Jesus is Lord or King is to say that others are not. The Roman emperor was not in his day. Our allegiance to Jesus and way of the kingdom of God is to serve others to have power laid down in small acts of love. So we look to the reign of God as we serve others and dismantle that which is not of God. Gratitude bestows this kind of reverence and allows us to encounter these everyday epiphanies, transcendent moments of awe that change forever how we experience life and the world. When we give thanks to God, we often think of high events, those fire from heaven tidal waves that sweep away our doubt. But most commonly, you and I experience kind of small drips of mercy in our own lives. When we think of Martin Luther King, we often think of him as a civil rights leader, but we neglect he was a preacher. <laughs> he was a pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Congregation. Two months before his death, he was asked this question. How do you want to be remembered? And he said this, good preacher. If Christ is king, why does it matter? If Christ is ruler, then my Nobel Peace Prize 
is less important than feeding the hungry. If Christ is king, my invitations to the White House are less important than my visits to prison. If Christ is Lord, then me being on Time Magazine as man of the year is less important than loving extravagantly, dangerously, with all my being. Living a life that matters puts Christ's reign above absolutely everything else. So what does it look like to put allegiance to the reign of Christ above all else? The truth is sometimes our own regard is at stake. Eretesis de Souza Mendes was a Portuguese consular in Bordeaux, France in 1929. And he served around the world previous to this. But he was known for a love of Portugal. Even writing a book about poetry and dreams that come from that place. He had nine children, God bless him, with his wife and another six with his mistress. Okay? Just saying. Tell you who he is. He was always known for having something to laugh about. Something that would give him joy in the midst of austere times. So in 1940, as Hitler invaded France and the Low Countries and the whole of the government fled, something different laid upon him. As the Nazis raised flags and the Arc de Triomphe and the refugees were pushed south, the coastal community of Bordeaux swelled beyond its usual population, looking for exit visas and a ship to board. There was one option left, visas from neutral Portugal. So Sousa Mendez reported to the foreign ministry, he did his good job, and said there are many amassed outside my home, thousands even. Seven months earlier, the Portuguese dictator had said no one may offer visit visas to the refugees, so he figured out what can I do? He invited hundreds of people, elderly and ill, pregnant, to fill his home, sleeping on chairs and blankets and rugs. One evening, he surveyed the fullness of the scene and came upon Rabbi Kuchner and his family. He invited them back to the consulate for protection. And he said again, I can't give out visas while he contacted quietly and saw if Lisbon would allow an exception. After three days in his bedroom contemplating what he might do, he emerged, guided by his faith, saying this, I'm going to give a visa to anyone who asks for it. Even if I'm discharged, I can only act as a Christian, only as my conscience tells me. His action saved thousands from imprisonment and certain death. Among those he saved, you might know their names, Salvador Dali and his wife, H.A. and Margaret Ray. They wrote Curious George shortly after they were rescued. And Madeleine Lebeau, who was known for being in Casablanca, the movie. 
As the Nazis moved towards Bordeaux, he worked day and night, even got his son and his nephew and his secretary involved so that the process would go faster. He didn't even write his whole name by the end because it took too long to write out all the words. He went on to issue visas in Bayonne and Hede, and ultimately the dictator forced him to desist. Jesus' trial with Pilate reminds us that he was brought low by law and order mixed with religion. Beware of those who claim to know the mind of God and who are prepared to use force to make us conform. Beware of those who cannot tell God's will from their own. 20 days after beginning this time of visas, he was recalled and charged. He was forced to be dismissed and retire. And he said, I would rather stand with God against man than man against God. Now the cost was high. His family was dispersed around the globe. He lost his pension and he died in poverty in 1954, but his act of courage saved between 10,000 and 20,000 persons <laughs> destined for concentration camps. His allegiance ultimately registered with God over his country. Belonging to the Almighty means for you and I that our allegiance is not to the nations of the earth, but to a reign that is altogether different. Allegiance calls us to put Jesus and the values of Christ's reign above anything else. Because Jesus reigns, we give thanks. It's the reason we often call this the gratitude month. We belong to God. Who is it that belongs? All, we heard, belong, even those who pierced him says Revelation 1-7, because of what Jesus has done, because of the movement of the Holy Spirit still active, thanks be to God, in our time, we give thanks. This practice of gratitude is one of the tools that we all need to cope with the exhaustion and the looming burnout that besets us. You and I, we come to find that we live in a world just about to turn towards the reign of Christ as more of Jesus' way breaks through. For the disciples of the first century, it required saying no to Pax Romana. And today, it's a no that Americana is the answer to all of our needs. Because God is creator. Because God has created and because God is still creating. You and I, we give thanks. Our reason for a season of giving thanks might be different than a traditional sense of the celebration of the day. We give thanks not just because of one nation. Because God is the God of us all. And tells us of a time when God's full reign full reign will be known. This is good news indeed. This is the gospel 
of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen.